Welcome to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. Counting down movies, music, TV, and pop culture. One top five at a time. And now, here are the two peas. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Two Peas. Gerald is with you. Two Peas on a podcast. And the other P on the pod today is... Michael's back. Michael Thrill. Michael is a friend of mine, personally, and he's also been on the show a few times, and uh, he's back. We're in person together. He's local to me. He came over. He pitched this topic to me. We've been trying to make it happen for a couple months now. Yeah, Um, it's been a while. And I was just telling him before we started recording that, unfortunately, we don't do enough TV episodes on the show here because... I don't watch a lot of TV, so whenever we do, I have to dive into the vintage TV. Okay, that's good. I got and, a bunch of vintage on mine. Well, this, <laughs> the problem with that is that my memory's horrible. I have the memory of a fucking dead person. Well, it also it doesn't help that you watch like 380 movies a year. And that's so true. That, you don't have time for television. <laughs> you know, you have the one and a half, you have the 90 minute or two hour movie. I don't know. I just have a better, I can just remember that easier. And then I'll rewatch them and it'll help, you know? Yeah. But the show, I can't rewatch fucking 20 episodes of a season. Dude. I mean, I could, but it's like, what the fuck, you know? I have a friend who every single time a new season comes out on DVD or streaming or whatever, he watches the entire show from episode one all the just way like through. Just like in one sitting? No, not in one oh, sitting. Oh, okay. I was I mean, like, Jesus, you know, need to check no. on that guy. I mean, you've met him. <laughs> oh, you know my Matt? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Well, look, I do love television. I've just, over the last like three to four years, I've gotten more into the movie going experience yeah, that you're back. talking about and then the streaming stuff, movies too. I mean, I, you know. Yeah, you can just, watch movies all the time. Yeah, it's just easy. I mean, sometimes you can even watch movies that are in the theater at home. You can stream them for five bucks or whatever. So I'll do that if it's an indie or, you know, whatnot. Yeah, no. And I then I have that. the season pass to my local Alamo, as you know. So I'm trying to. I know, literally stretch saw my five dollar. movies last year. I know. You you shouted them all out on our. I know. And, <laughs> that you, was your and, top five. and you gave me shit for it, man. It's like, seriously. <laughs> your top I, five. Y'all gave me shit for my top five movies, but those were literally the only five movies <laughs> I had seen. I didn't give you shit for them. I was just like, I think these are the five that he saw. Yeah. <laughs> Here's his top five. They were. <laughs> All right, well, what are we doing today, man? We are back in the TV realm today. What are we counting yes, down today, really? we are doing shocking TV moments. Yeah, our TV shockers. Our top five TV most shocking moments. Now, we did so, eliminate several things. So, go ahead. So, what what, are, what was the general criteria? Although, I hope I followed this, but go ahead. Uh, no reality TV. No reality television, that's correct. No sports. No sports. I think that was it. No news, because oh, yeah, the 2016 no. election would be everybody's number one. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're a Trump supporter, I apologize. But, well, even uh, that, that might was, have been uh, su- surprising, because I don't yeah. think anybody really thought that was going to happen. That was a shocking moment. Except and, my dad. And when, we get, and when we get to the fan feedback, somebody actually put that up. <laughs> of course. They didn't know the criteria. They're like, and it was just a shot of, like him winning like the percentage or whatever for the for the votes oh god but uh anyway so we're counting down our top five most shocking television moments there's no era criteria it's just in the history of tv yeah uh, minor let me go back to my list mine are pretty modern i the oldest one on my list is going to go back to 
the 2000s. But I haven't. I didn't go back more than 20 years. On, I on my list. have stuff back up to again, 1968. Okay, again, that's my memory coming into play. Sure. I did watch a lot of TV with my folks, particularly in the 80s. I just can't fucking... You know, the sitcoms I can remember. The funny yeah. stuff. But I can't really remember, like, the gas and the, you know mouth sure. agape moments you know I, plus I was a kid so I don't really give a shit <laughs> you know what I mean so if I haven't revisited it I just don't remember it sure I uh, totally understand so that minor I, mean, the, I did a lot of research and yeah and, yeah no you're 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 a devoted fan and contributor and I love you for it <laughs> I am too I just the TV has always stumped me a little bit and you know Andy gets stumped very easily too yeah uh, I think you know I think I have more crossover with Andy on this list yeah. than I have with you on this maybe list. before I uh, air it when I'm editing and airing I'll get his list from him and maybe I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll throw that up too and I mean see I see how much crossover without telling him what our lists were I honestly think there's at least two on my list that would be on Andy's list okay when you were doing you were talking about research so real quick when you were doing quote-unquote research I mean, did a lot of these topics just kind of like flood to your mind or did you have to get on Google or did you have to, did you rewatch some stuff? I mean, what'd you do? Um, so initially I, I struggled a little bit to get more than like 10 ideas mm-hmm. and usually I like to have a list of 20 to start paring it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then I got like kind of, oh crap, I'm, have I chosen a bad topic here? <laughs> <laughs> well, I got something to say. Yeah, I know. Uh, but go ahead. That's not a bad topic, but uh, go ahead. So it, It's a hard topic. Uh, and then I noticed every single one of them was somebody dying. And I was like, no, we got to we gotta branch out from there. So I did, I did some deep diving and started thinking about other shocking moments. Mm-hmm. And I actually, like, once I got a good list, I was really in love with a lot of the things that I had on there. Yeah. Well, what happened for me, and I told you this, you know, and uh, Dan of Netflix and Swill is going to love this because this is the first week in recent memory, at least in the last year, at least that I haven't been able to come up with 10 and uh, I could have, but I didn't, I was telling you last night we were texting with each other. I didn't want to be, you know, inauthentic and just start, you know, listing stuff that the consensus were saying. Double up. And I didn't want to double up on shows. Did you do that? I did not. Okay. So I didn't double up on shows. I initially had two from one show and I knew exactly which one I was going to pick. Now, you know, and I'm not even joking because Game of Thrones was my favorite TV show of the decade, as you know. Yep. I could have easily put five Game of Thrones moments. I In fact, we did do a Game of Thrones moments uh, You did episode. moments, but it wasn't shocking moments. It wasn't moments, shocking but, moments, but some of them were, though. before the final It was before season. a lot of stuff, right, right. So I could have easily uh, included a ton of Game of Thrones moments, at least two or three. Uh, I could have listed the seventh season as being the most shocking <laughs> piece of crap I'd ever seen. Well, we'll go back and do most depressing, because we talked about doing that, too. Most yeah. depressing TV finales or yeah, worst absolutely. finales or whatever. So we'll do that. You and I will do that one together, too. They give me another reason to do TV. But anyway, I've got seven. Word. All right. So Dan's going to love that because he always says, you got to round out your top 10. <laughs> so I'm not doing that this week. I've only got a couple honorable mentions. Well, between the two and, of us, we have 21. So there okay. you go. And I was telling you, I mean, it'll be a good discussion no matter what. I was telling you, though, that I don't really know the order. I, I know. You've been doing that a lot lately. Yeah. I know my top two. I'm pretty sure I know my top two. But after that, I, it's a crapshoot. So I'm going to let you go first. Of course, because I don't, I don't fucking know what I'm doing here. That's my number five. So it's our top five uh, TV shockers, guys. And Michael's gonna go first. Five, four, three, two, one, and here we go. So there's going to be some deep cuts on mine because I think there's a lot of shows that I watch that you may never have even seen a single episode of. Okay, so that's true. And I was and before you give it, let me just give a disclaimer too. I was going to say this might be a short episode because I don't watch a ton of TV 
you watched a fucking inordinate amount of television. And don't don't think that as, as no, an no, insult. No. I just know that you do. Like you watch TV like I watch movies. Exactly. Is that accurate? Yeah. No, I watch usually about three to four hours of TV every night. So there you go. So I don't. You know, I might watch an hour every few days. But we are so. we are toning it back a lot. Are you at, at yeah. the household over there? Oh yeah. We're, okay. We've well, we've cut back. The kids a lot. are getting of age that they could be influenced by some of this stuff. Oh, they don't. This is all after they go to bed. Well, so be careful, bro. I've caught Logan at the top of the stairs watching a couple of things you should watch. <laughs> That'll be another list. Yeah. <laughs> what scarred my children? The top five things. <laughs> All right, buddy. What's your number five? All right. So number five is going to go back to 1996. We're looking at April 1st. Uh, it's an episode of a TV show called Babylon 5. Mm-hmm. Um, this to me is one of the best sci-fi TV shows in history. Mm-hmm. Um, but this particular episode is called Severed Dreams. And it won a Hugo Award. And it's... A moment where the space station Babylon 5 has basically declared its independence. They're fighting against Earth. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, the start of the show, um, the Babylon station is built to uh, promote peace between all of these different alien races. And there's just been this big war between the Minbari and Earth. Mm -hmm. And Babylon 5 declares independence and Earth comes to take control of the station. Mm Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the Mimbari fleet shows up between Earth, the Earth forces and the station. And basically, get the head of the Mimbari gives this amazing speech where she says, there's only ever been one human to destroy one of our cruisers, and he's behind us right now. So where are you going to be? Mm-hmm. And the Earth cruisers just turn tail and run. Mm. And it's fantastic. Sounds cool. I never watched Babylon 5. Are you shocked? I'm not shocked at all. It's one of those that it's got a cult following. It's fantastic. What network was it? I think it was on like Fox. I was going to say Fox. uh, WB or WNB or BN or whatever the hell it was. It was on 17 on regular television. I got you. Okay. Like CW or something like that? Yeah. What predated CW? Oh, okay. The WB. Was that there what it was? was two stations that that merged to make oh, CW, I, I got you, okay. and it was the other one. Well, Babylon Five. So, uh, well, this sounds cool. Again, I'm not going to have any commentary on because I haven't seen it. <laughs> Some of mine, there's an opportunity that you have seen. My number five, I don't know that you did because um, I don't think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you dive into a ton of Netflix shows. Um, I watched some. Okay. Well, this is one of my favorites. Now, you know. It's going to be uh, a little bit of a surprise, to be honest, that I put it on my list. And I struggle with this on a couple other lists where some movies came up um, in a di- on a different topic. But he who shall not be named is was the star of this program. It was created by David Fincher, and he directed a lot of the, the episodes in the early seasons, in the first couple seasons. And it's got that gritty, kind of dark, kind of melancholy, just like, you know, grainy kind of... It looks like a movie, to be okay. honest. But it's House of Cards. Oh, yeah, yeah. So... Frank Underwood, which was portrayed yep. by a piece of shit uh, Spacey over there. This was in the uh, first episode of the second season, I believe. It was definitely early in the second season. But I love Rooney Mara as well. And her sister, Kate, was a reporter on the show, Kate Mara. I love Kate Mara. I do too, yeah. I love that whole the whole thing they got going. <laughs> all yeah, of them. They're all I great actresses. I prefer Kate in a lot of oh, really? stuff that she's done. Yeah, I love them both. Rooney. I was going to say I prefer Rooney, but Kate does did an amazing job. on. And she was in the whole first season. And this is, like I said, very early in the second season. She blew me away in We Are Marshall. Do you know what happened to her I in House of Cards? I do not. All right, by the way, we should have did a little spoiler thing. 
I guess I'll we put that up. We probably should, but because um, <laughs> mine for any is ba- going to be sorry for any Babylon Five holy fans. Holy shit! Spoilers. All right, so let's throw it in there now. If you're a Babylon Five, if you're currently watching Babylon Five, you're you're fucked, and I apologize. But well, if you're not, season three, and you know, uh, if you're not, then let's go ahead and do it now. So obviously, major spoilers on this episode because these are shocking moments. So oh yeah. At least for me, the reason they made my list is because they took me by surprise. Yeah. So if you are currently watching these shows that get mentioned or you plan to, then you might want to fast forward. Uh, or just skip. To avoid spoilers. <laughs> Absolutely. So in House of Cards season two, her name is Zoe on the show. She was a reporter that was following Frank Underwood, portrayed by Spacey. And she begins to kind of begin kind of like a mini investigation into what would ultimately become a scandal for him. But he was trying to keep it quiet. And it was weird because you didn't see it coming because Zoe and Frank had kind of developed like a partnership friendship where he was giving her information for the paper and she was kind of keeping secrets that would get him in trouble in exchange for that. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So she would get the story from him, but she wouldn't divulge the like deep, deep secrets that would hurt him because he would keep coming back to her if she did. Okay. Yeah. So they had that relationship going on and you got the sense that he trusted her and she trusted him and everything. Well, she had this information on, um, I want to say it was like another congressman or somebody that was running for Congress that that died in the car with Frank, and she started to, to unravel information that he was responsible for it. It had been thought it was an accident. Oh, wow. Okay. And we start to learn that it was like an involuntary manslaughter type thing, and he basically killed him or let him die. And they're talking about it in this uh, train station, and they don't want to be recorded, so they're underground. To kind of get into an argument about it and she's like you know i know this i can't be quiet about this i can't do this and he kind of like succumbs to like you know i'm guilty I, you're right you know right and he goes in like he's going like they're going to hug and he grabs her by the shoulders and throws her in front of the subway train do you know where rachel is listen to what i am I'm saying trying to protect us both these are questions anyone could ask but no one is except you i can't imagine what you're after I took a chance, showed up at your house, and placed myself at your feet. Crossed ethical lines, professionally, physically, and I hold myself accountable for that. Those were my choices and I can live with them. I'd like to move forward, but I need to know exactly what I was a part of, that, that I wasn't a part of someone's Finish your thought. Part of someone's murder. Jesus. I want to believe you, Francis. Like in a, in a split second, because uh, he hears a train coming. Yeah, he grabs her like he's going to hug her, but then throws her in front of the train. Is this after he's president? No, it's before. Okay. It's before. So he wipes away any threat of what that had happened thing. with yeah. the with the death before, and um, you know he had also throughout that. That's why this may have been the second episode because now that I think about it, there was a period of time where he was convincing her to delete a lot of voicemails from him and like shit like that that would oh, have wow. come back to him. Yeah, and she did. So sure. when he killed her, it was all gone. He didn't have that threat anymore. It does come back up later in the show. Of course, because it's the House of Cards. Right, right. But like, House of Cards, you know, I, I haven't watched the last couple seasons, but I did watch the first three. See, it was and, on our list, and we were about to start watching it when mm-hmm. the whole Kevin Spacey thing hit. And it right. was like, well, I'm not going to do that That's why it's now. weird to put crap like this on the list, but I mean, it's such a good show, man, regardless no, I, of, I you that. know, 
what came out about him publicly a few years later. But uh, and he did a really good job on that show too as an actor. Yeah, no, I mean, just I, everything a, I've heard is amazing. Very and villainous, malicious it, character that he. Portrayed. It was. Um, we were watching um, West Wing. We were oh, watching okay. the West Wing at the time, and it was like we just finished watching a, a big political show, and and it was like, okay, we're gonna hold off on this, and then Kevin Spacey handle hit, right. and it was like, oh well, we're gonna just gonna not. Right. So my number five is uh, from House of Cards when Zoe is killed by Frank in the subway station, and that takes us over to your number four, buddy. All right, my number four. We're we're going with another deep cut here. Uh, I'm going with the cartoon. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I've got a couple of those it. on here. Oh um, wow! In your top five. Uh, only one in the top five. Oh, okay. But, All right. uh, I got a couple in my Go top ahead, 10. sure. All right. Uh, my number four goes back to uh, 2014. Uh, Nickelodeon made a move to move one of their TV shows from <coughs> actual TV over to web streaming. Mm-hmm. And it was very shocking. It was right in the middle of a season. It was right before the season finale. And everybody's like, why are they doing this? And they gave, gave some BS story. But season three, episode 10 of Legend of Korra. Definitely never heard of this one, brother. Right. Uh, you've you've heard of the predecessor, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, I which had this. a shitty, shitty movie made of it. Is it Korra, C-O-R-A? K-O-R-R-A. Okay. Uh, and the episode's title is Long Live the Queen. It's like a four-part season finale. Uh, this was the second part, so it was a week after they put it on web streaming. Mm-hmm. And then you find out why. Mm-hmm. So, long story short, the people in this show, there's a bunch of people who can bend elements. Like, they can literally bend the elements to their will mm-hmm. and there was only one airbender and he was a pacifist monk mm-hmm. so you know he's not going to do a whole lot of bad stuff with his airbending mm-hmm. then you find out what people can do with airbending and assassin gets airbending mm-hmm. and proceeds to kill a queen right there in a kid's cartoon show wow. like just sucks the air right out of her lungs <laughs> so and kills her dead this is why it's not a nick okay. right yeah, and right. that's when suddenly you're like oh this is why they moved it off of television. Got it. Got it. Sure. So you're now suddenly murdering people in your show. Mm -hmm. And it it escalated very quickly from there. But like that moment where you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. They just killed the queen. Yeah. (laughs) And it was like, oh, my God. And that that, just shocking moment. And it made total sense why they moved it. But and then they allowed themselves in the last season to really go for it. So wow. it was great. Okay. And is it so, and it's only been streaming ever since? Uh, it never it, went back it, to Nickelodeon? No, it never went back to, well, they started airing it later in the evenings mm. with a five month delay. Like an adult swim type deal? Yeah, kind of. Uh, okay. Um, gotcha. And it only had one more season after that. Um, the Avatar stuff is, is, very episodic and very gotcha. like they have a certain number of stories that they're going what to tell. What a piece of shit that, the movie was, all right? Yes. What the hell was it? But Netflix is doing a live action. Yeah, I saw that too. And it, or I it, heard about that too. And it looks like it's going to be really good. All right. So Legend of Korra, Long Live the Queen. Yes. You're number four. That's how you title it, right? Yep. All right. So my number four, it might be surprised, at least to you, that it's this low because this is probably. Thank God I haven't done this list yet, although the way Andy's been pitching ideas to me, I might have to. <laughs> he just Uh-oh. wanted us to do our favorite bands of all time. Do you see that? I'm oh, like, can we yeah. narrow it down, brother? Yeah, <laughs> like, what that. are we doing here? But anyway, this would probably be my number one or number two favorite show of all time. Okay. Period. All right. It's from The Sopranos. Yep. So I don't, I'm sorry, I don't have the season number here. I want to say it was like three or four, but it's probably season four, I think. When Tony basically kills his nephew, Christopher Moltisanti. Have you, did you watch any Sopranos? I did not. Okay. All right. Well, I'll just set up the scene real quick and kind of the arc of this season. So at the end of the season that preceded this, Tony and his minions had to kill Christopher's wife 
and mother of, of his kid because they found out she was an FBI informant. Her name was Adriana. And that could have very easily been on this list as well. That was a very, not shocking because you kind of like, okay, she's she's wearing a wire or something bad right. happened to her. But at the same time, the way they did it, you didn't expect it to happen when it happened. So that could have been on here too. And I actually saw it on some lists when I was researching. But So that happened at the end of probably season three, I believe. And then at the arc of season four is kind of Chris falling apart because right. his wife he lost his wife. Killed. He found out she was a rat He and then she died and he's got this kid and like, you know what I mean? So he's right. kind of like dives back into alcoholism and drug use. Um, he's a very, very poor parent because of that. Of course. Um, you know, I don't know anything uh, about that. Uh, other, <laughs> other, I didn't mean to giggle, but I, I got your <laughs> inference there. Uh, other people in the crime syndicate end up basically fathering his kid because he can't do it because he's on drugs and drunk all the time. And so Tony's really trying to figure out what to do with Christopher and kind of get him better and get him help. And he wants him to go to rehab and like whatever, whatever. And Christopher's just very, you know, rebellious to all of it. He's not accepting of any of it. He hates Tony because he's convinced that Tony had something to do with her death, which he did. Uh, but of course, Tony's playing ignorance on that. Oh, yeah. Um, and anyway, so they kind of develop a kind of silent feud almost because they still love each other. They still work together. But you know what I mean? Like if, if right. you knew I killed <laughs> your daughter, you wouldn't be able to like put that aside. You know what I mean? No. I mean no, wife. It, I'm sorry, but. Anyway, oh so what happens is they're driving in the car one night, and Chris is driving, and Tony, it's just the two of them, all right? And uh, to make a long story short, they get in a car accident, and the SUV tumbles down this, like, embankment and ends up landing on the hood of the car, and they're both very, very injured. Tony's able to get out of the car, but Chris is stuck in the driver's side, still alive. Okay. Uh, he was drunk when they wrecked, so he's he was. very... Like, he's not making any sense. He's just kind of jumbling his words. He's saying stuff, you know. Tony just comes over, and he looks in the back seat and sees the baby car seat in there, which is a very, like, powerful kind of moment. And the, the camera pans on the baby's car seat. Not in it. It was empty. Right, right. And Tony just, because uh, Chris is, like, choking on blood and stuff, and Tony just puts his fingers on, on Chris's nose and holds his nose shut until he suffocates and dies. And that, to me... I didn't, I, when I was watching that, I was like, I mean, there were a lot of deaths on The Sopranos. Well, sure. And there were a lot of shocking deaths on The Sopranos. (laughs) But this is, for, for me, was the most shocking because you just felt like family was above all else on The Sopranos. Right. And you felt like Tony was going to do anything he could to help Christopher, but he would never be the one to kill him. Now, I could see Chris getting killed. Yeah. Because he was a fucking maniac this season. But I would have never would have thought Tony would have done it. But he saw a window there, and he just did it because he knew he could obviously blame the car accident. Absolutely. Uh, and that was it. So Tony killing his nephew Christopher. I want to say season four. Forgive me if that's wrong. From The Sopranos. It's my number four. Are you surprised it's this low? Um, I'm surprised the Sopranos? Sopranos. Oh yeah, no, I knew I knew there'd be Sopranos on yeah, there. Yeah. Um, I know it's one. Of, it's favorite show of all time. I think so. Okay. I think so. I knew it's, it was one of your favorites. It's up there. I mean, I, like I said, I haven't made that list, but it, yeah. it's it's one or two. It's up yeah. there. All right, so that's uh, I, I, that's. I'd be game for that list. You need to you need to watch some Sopranos, man. Uh, you know it's on the list of things we want to watch, but we watch so many things that are active right now. I'm excited. My, that's why we're cutting stuff out. I think you've heard her on the show before. My buddy Ashley does Rabbit Ears, which is a TV, yeah. a TV podcast, and she wants me to come on for Sopranos someday. So I'm going to be able to rewatch it all, which would be cool because I haven't seen. I haven't seen a Sopranos episode since it went off the air like 10 years ago. Wow. And I loved, I loved it. it yeah. That was one of the shows, like I know you and I have done this before with Game of Thrones and some other stuff, where that was one of the shows where it was like, yes, I'm watching it on Sunday night. Yeah. Like I'm not fucking waiting like every Sunday yeah. night. No, there was a lot, of, a lot of Sunday nights where we were going to have yes. to get up at 5 a.m. on Monday care. morning. Sopranos, and, 9 p.m. every Sunday. Yeah. And we would be at, at 
5 a.m., we'd be talking about whatever show <laughs> it was. Now, in fairness, it, it was a little bit pre the streaming services and all that oh, crap. Yeah. But I mean, still, I mean, I, there was no way I was going to miss it. So that's my number four, which leads us over to you for your three. All right. My number three. Uh, this is a weird, shocking moment because it is the first scene of a television show. Mm. You're walking up on a train station mm. and there's a woman standing on the train on the platform and it's you. So the main character of the show walks up on this platform and there she stands, mm-hmm. dressed completely different, not in her style at all. And she looks over at herself and there's a train coming and she jumps in front of it. Is this Orphan Black? What is this? It is Orphan Black. I feel like I've seen that scene. That's why I asked. I started Orphan Black. Well, I've only watched a few episodes, but I started and I feel like I, I remember that scene. Yeah, no, it's the first episode of Orphan Black. Uh, Beth jumps in front of the plane uh, of the train. It's uh, Natural Selection is the name of the episode. It aired on 3 Sarah. Yeah, I'm, I'm back in town. I want to see Kira, okay? Well, that's not fair, is it? Can I at least speak to her? Hello? It's a good it's show. Consistent all the way through. It's a good I show. I only saw minimal uh, scene or episodes, but it was a good show. And what I saw, and I wanted to continue. I just can't remember now why I didn't, but I did. <laughs> Probably had a kid born or something. That it lines up. Yeah, no, it definitely uh, does. But that's a good show, and I feel like that got inundated with some awards too. That's like a sci-fi thing, right? Yeah, it's sci-fi it's premise. Short into the future, mm-hmm. like it's not Near supposed future. to be too far in the future. It could even be now. Mm-hmm. It's just developed. They developed cloning. What was the young lady who played that role? She uh, did really well. Tatiana Maslany. Really, really good, right? She, she was wins amazing. Some for that. She finally won an Emmy in the yeah. fourth season, She's I good. believe. Um, but she played like 13 different characters. That's what I'm saying, yeah. So She's she good, was man. amazing. She was a good man. And there was, there was a lot of moments in the show where she would be playing one character, pretending to be another character, mm-hmm. and the nuance was very clearly there. Mm-hmm. So it was the way she could pull off that many different roles and the nuance between them was amazing all right well that's your number three and i'm actually excited it's a scene that i've that i've seen hey there you go <laughs> it's been a I long time but i remember that. think you had seen that when so you were you saying go. it when you were saying it it was it was it came back to me right? I, was like, I think i've seen that yeah uh so orphan black the opening scene to the whole show yeah right? absolutely okay yeah. yeah there you go that's your number three my number three uh let's see this might be crossover for us i think the show is going to be crossover. crossover i'm not sure about the scene but it's the red wedding from game of thrones lord Wallet, enough let it end! Please. He is my son. My first son. Let him go, and I swear we will forget this. 
I swear it by the old gods and you. We will take no vengeance. You already swore me one oath right here in my castle. You swore by all the gods your son would marry my daughter. Take me for a hostage. But let Rob go. Rob, get up. Get up and walk out. Please. Please. And why would I let him do that? On my honor as a Tullich. On my honor as a Stark. Let him go, or I will cut your wife's throat. I'll find another. Mother. The Lannisters send their regards. show is crossover all right that's my number three right yeah that's my number three three. uh you know i mean you can help me talk a little bit about this but i mean this was um you know michael's a super fan guy so he has a much more intimate knowledge of who's everyone's third cousin (laughs) is and what you know uh, all that shit i just watch it more for entertainment value you know what i mean i know the main characters but i can't get off on the whole sub things or whatever i just i just can't i don't have the brain for it red wedding was you know, my wife, I was mentioning to her when we were doing this list, or that we were going to be doing this list, and she was saying, well, you, you knew, is that really a shocking moment? Like, I, she, in other words, she was saying she knew some shit was going to happen, and I was like, right. well, did you know they were going to cut a fetus out of her stomach? Like, <laughs> right. There were shocking parts to it, even Absolutely. though I knew it was a ominous there's, there's some shit about atmosphere, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So for me, that's why it was so shocking, and because also so many main characters die at one time. See, I mean, Rob and Caitlin Stark alone, in the same scene- you know yeah I, no i have his wife i have a different episode uh is on my honorable two? mentions oh okay all right so I, I i'm okay talking about it but i think to me and i debated this one versus episode nine of season one mm-hmm. which is ned, ned stark, stark. Mm-hmm. because in my mind like ned stark's death sets the tone for the rest of the show it does absolutely because and with, tv Right, absolutely. And I'm not even kidding. Like, yeah. after Ned's death on Game of Thrones, you start to see... Anybody can die. In fact, a lot of shit we're mentioning, <laughs> it's like, maybe they wouldn't have done that. Absolutely. If, you know, like, if the reception like, oh, hadn't been as great oh, as it was. crap. Yeah. We can kill the main character. We can kill the face character of a show. And But go ahead. What was your honorable mention one? It's uh, Ned Stark? It's Ned Stark yeah. getting, getting beheaded. Uh, and I debated between the two, but I thought that because... Ned Stark's death set the tone, yeah. and it really allows for the red wedding. That was the really blindside moment. Yeah, for where most the people, show was like, absolutely well, nobody's fucking safe because I mean so, Ned Stark was season one, right? <laughs> it was a pivotal. Like, and as long as you hadn't read the books, which I had, so oh, yeah, I hadn't. Yeah. Then it was like, oh my god, which is probably why I don't have any of these in my top five because mm-hmm. I had it's already. Stri- I knew you, it. it wasn't as shocking to you, right? Yeah, it was shocking to me. Ned was shocking to me. The red wedding, I think. It had to be the one, and like I, I wasn't even joking earlier. Well, I could have very easily listed five. Yeah, I, Game I of Thrones thought moments, of three uh, that I could have seen you list very easily that were shocking. But your queen getting murdered in the last episode, <sighs> bro. Don't bring that. <laughs> Why the fuck did they do that to her, bro? Oh, so upsetting. She man. was crazy. I loved it though. I loved it. 
Mad Queen. I mean, you got to figure they're not going to send the show out like that, but I loved it personally. But, uh, I mean, I had to choose The Red Wedding, bro. It was just such a, you know, The Red Wedding to me is, I feel like, and it's not going to be on my list. I don't want to spoil your list, but, you know, it's going to be the who shot JR moment for the next 100 years. I mean, The Red Wedding will go down, if you ask me, as a as a one of the most shocking TV moments. Oh, I had a friend Period. who played Reigns of Castamir at their wedding. And yeah, it was like, <laughs> you told me about holy that. shit. <laughs> you told me about that, which is hilarious. <laughs> Actually, uh, it's a friend of yours too, buddy. Yeah, did I do that wedding? Did I you? feel like they asked me to play I that at their wedding because yeah. I've done yeah. that, and I feel yeah. like you got me that gig. Yeah, I think so. And they wanted to play that during <laughs> dinner, <laughs> which I threw it on there, um, but which was hilarious. But nothing, no bloodshed occurred on, on that uh, wedding. But you know what I mean? It's just going to be an historic television moment like and i'm not even joking if you google right now most shocking tv moments it's on every list oh absolutely every list uh you know some shows pop up here and there and they have different scenes and game of thrones has like we said has a ton of scenes oh yeah but that to me is the scene that will go down as the most shocking i feel like it not that it was like my wife was saying not that it was necessarily unexpected but it was just like the brutality of the it level wasn't of, as the moment was shocking yeah. even if you expected something to happen like the level of yeah it just just stopped it was like yeah. fucking everybody was getting murdered yeah do you know what i mean people were turning on people and i mean it was just fucking crazy you know <laughs> and uh the fact that Kayla was doing whatever she could for her kids and then, you know, he still died and his wife died and she got her throat slit. It's like, what the fuck? Uh, and then when it comes back around and Arya uses her, what do you call it? Like her human mask thing she yeah. could do? I don't know what you call it. But when it comes back around and she gets Faceless revenge. man is she, what they... She gets revenge in the next season, right? Where she uses that and It was kills, not the uh, next season, but yeah. a couple seasons later. <laughs> All right, so yeah, so my number three, The Red Wedding from Game of Thrones, and that is going to be my only Game of Thrones mention, although I could have doubled up very easily, like we said. Tripled up, quadrupled up. Yeah, I mean, Jon Snow opening his eyes. Snow. I mean, yeah. Jon Snow. Young girl getting burned at the stake. That was actually probably the most a, shocking to me now that I think about yeah, it. Because, that was a big one for me, too. Because we didn't expect that, because it's not in the books yet. Oh, well, <laughs> even somebody that didn't read the book, it was very shocking. Right. It's like, you know, yeah, no, usually was, kids are safe. On Game of not Thrones. Not even on Game of Thrones, though, I guess. All right, I mean, so, Rick and... Poor Rickon. I uh, know. All right, so we're up to you, man. What's your runner-up, Mikey? All right. My runner-up, I think, might be crossover for us. I think. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's surprising. Uh, I think it's with the, what I have left. That's surprising. <laughs> I think is uh, it's the newest thing on my list, perhaps. Yeah, almost, uh-huh. almost. Uh, so this is from uh, January nineteenth, twenty seventeen. Yeah. Uh, this is not the good place in the good place. Oh no. I, really? cons- I considered it, but no, it's not. Uh, I didn't stick with this show, and I oh. wonder if that's what hurt me. My wife did. She watched the whole thing. Dude, and that loved show it. was fantastic. I know. I fell off. I don't understand. How many seasons were there? Four? Five? I think there were five, and I watched three okay. seasons, I think. This it's happened when? First season. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's the last I mean, episode I remember of the first it, but, season. Uh, it's called Michael's Gambit, and the the first 12 episodes of this season, you've got four people who don't belong in the good place, living their post-lives in pseudo heaven uh-huh. and they never call it heaven they're very clear it's called the good place and they didn't go to the bad place and all four of these people don't seem to belong in the good place they really definitely belong in the bad place mm-hmm. and it's right when they're about to have bad stuff happen the main character realizes oh shit we're already in the bad place and it was all just a ruse to torment them even more mm-hmm. yeah holy mother forking shirt balls what oh man wow okay <laughs> okay <laughs> Woo! yo my 
everything okay? Right as rain, Mikey, my boy. So, Chidi and I are gonna go to the bad place. What? Trust me, I've got this. That's our decision. Let's hit it. Well, what about real Ellen? No, it's me and Chidi. Call the train. Point of order. I don't accept this offer. The real mistakes were Jason and Ellen. Gah, 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 gah. You said any two of us. It's me and Chidi. Let's do it to it. Michael! I just found an obscure precedent in the rules that might just save everyone. Buzz off, Bomba John. Don't need it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ready when you are, boss. Eleanor, what's going on? It took me a while to figure it out. But just now, as we were all fighting and yelling at each other and each one of us demanding we should go to the bad place, I thought to myself, man, this is torture. And then it hit me. They're never gonna call a train to take us to the bad place. They can't. Because we're already here. This is the bad place. And it set the tone for the show uh, for the next four seasons, three seasons, whichever it was. Uh, and it was fantastic. Like, the setup for that and very few things like twists like that really get me. Right. And it was like five seconds Especially before. Especially on a sitcom. Right. Yeah. And it's like five seconds before it was a, a, was revealed that I'm like, holy crap, they're in the bad place. <laughs> and I, I just started bouncing. And my wife looks over at me and she's like, what? And I'm like, wait for it. And boom. Yeah. And it, it that is yeah. one of our favorite sitcoms, period. That's cool. I'll pick it back up. My wife uh, watched the whole thing. I haven't seen the plot twist for the end of the show, which I heard there's one for that, too. It's so good. Uh, but I'll, I'll pick it back up. I think I'm just two seasons behind. Listening so. to what the uh, writers mm -hmm. really had like they had rules for every single episode. Mm -hmm. It's like, does this develop our characters? Does this have a philosophical debate in it? Mm -hmm. That does it further the plot overall? Is it funny? Yeah. Like that the level of detail that they put into if it doesn't meet these criteria, it doesn't make the show. Right. Just well, blows cool. me away. That's cool. No, I do love that show, and I love uh, Anna. Yeah. What's her name? <laughs> uh, Kristen Bell. Yes. I love her. Uh, all right. So not the Sarah good place. Marshall. I, Sarah Marshall, yeah, yeah man. <laughs> that's right, that's true too. So, not the good place is your number two. My number two and my number one, I'm kind of battling, bro. I knew these were the top two uh, <laughs> when we decided on the topic. To be honest, they never changed. They've never foundered for my top two really? spots. I just don't. They're tied, bro. So I don't know which is which, but I'm going to go this direction because this, you want to give them this both, the, and then I'll do my my number one last. It's up to you. Do that. But the reason I'm going to put this one at number two as opposed to the one that is going to end up making my number one is because this is the show that disappointed me oh. disappointed me in the end. Yep, I marked this off my list. But uh, there were some shocking moments of which this was the most shocking to me in real time watching it. But it's from Dexter. Oh. And the best season of Dexter was season four, which is when John Lithgow portrays the Trinity Killer. Did you ever watch Dexter? I did not. So John Lithgow is a guest star for right. that season, and he is a serial killer. Uh -huh. and he's been a serial killer for 30 years. Goodness. Uh, eluding um, the authorities for 30 years, killing people in the Miami area. And Dexter, as we know, is also a serial killer, not for nearly as long. But he's a vigilante serial killer who uh, is trying to do good by ridding the, pe ridding the world of people like the Trinity Killer right. and rapist and, you know, other things. He's a serial killer of serial killers. Basically, yeah. Of, of bad people, but yeah. So that's the arc of season four. And John Lithgow and Dexter, 
you know, gain a bit of a camaraderie throughout that season. Uh, there's a period of time at the at the end of the season that we learn that he knows that he's Trinity, and so he has to kind of hide that information. Trinity eventually finds out Dexter's a cop, and so then it's kind of like they're kind of like playing with each other. It's like a game of chess at that point because mm-hmm. they both know they're serial killers, and they're both not, you know, you can't tell on me because I'm going to tell on you kind of thing. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, what happens at the end of that season that was so shocking is that Dexter finally gets Trinity. He finally captures him. He has this ritual where he ties up all his victims and you know kills them and dismembers them and throws them in the river or whatever. So he follows the same protocol with Trinity. He gets him into his little you know room or whatever, ties him up. He's he's they have their whole monologue, of course. And uh, what we find, you know, he's he's killing Trinity. He's getting rid of the main nemesis for this season and. Uh, Everything's great. You know, he finally rids the world of the serial killer. He's in a relationship with Rita, who he's about to marry. They're engaged. They have a baby together. Uh, we get the impression that Dexter's, like, finally done his last. You know, he's gotten rid of the arguably the worst living right. serial killer. He's, he's, he's going to wash his hands He's going to have his family job. alive. He's going to do what he needs to do. So he goes home after the, the murder, after, you know, throwing him in the river and everything. And to make a long story short, he finds Rita dead in the bathtub and his baby or their baby is on the floor in a pool of blood crying. And it flashes back to when he was killing Trinity and Trinity was making comments like you're too late. You know, like he was saying these kind of like cryptic things. So what we learn is that earlier in the day, Trinity went to his house to kill him. He wasn't home. He killed Rita and left her in the bathtub. So you just don't see it. You just don't. No, yeah, no, that's, that's, you don't that's think, rough. you don't think that that, you know, you just don't think it's going to happen. It was a very shocking moment. They kind of filmed it like in this weird, like slow motion uh, when he finds her that he's, cause he's so shocked and you would imagine that everything would, time would just kind of stop, you right. know, and you wouldn't know where you are and what to do. You get the baby screaming on the floor and it's very um, parallel to a lot of flashbacks in his childhood because he was born in blood, quote unquote, and he says that throughout the show because of what happened in his childhood. Okay. Uh, and they flash back to him as a kid, and it was very similar to what his kid was now going through. So it was a very cool moment, uh, and it was a very transformative moment for the show and for okay. Dexter because at this point, he's a single father. Didn't he start dating his sister? And the show that? ends. He did. <laughs> that was one of the things that the writing kind of left us a little okay. bit in the last season, but uh, he did. Uh, but yeah, so that really just changed the direction of the show in a split second. Yeah. Because you got to think, okay, this guy's a single dad now. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's a huge change. That's a different show. How many seasons were there? Uh, seven, I believe. Okay, that's and what I, I thought. And seven was a piece of shit. It was either so seven or eight. It was either seven or eight, but the last season was a piece of shit. Yeah, um, that was one of those shows that I heard how bad yeah. the finale was, and I was like, I don't know if I want to. It was rough, man, but uh, you know, in fact, if you're into Dexter, just watch season four. Okay. I think seriously, if you just watch those ten episodes, you'd be like, "This is a masterpiece." Okay. I mean, now I spoiled it for you, but nevertheless, yeah, no. I mean, it's I mean, uh, their kind of uh, mental battle that they have throughout this. Which John Lithgow is awesome, anyway. I love him. Yeah, uh, no, as he's an fantastic, actor, and he plays a and really he's creepy. So, uh, he's so diverse. Yeah, like, there are so many times where he shocks me at how good he is. So that was my number two. Yep. Rita's death in Dexter season okay. four. Now, do you want me to give you my number one? Yes, I do. And then you'll give yours. Yes. All right. So my number one is Jane's death or Jane's overdose from Breaking Bad. Jesse, wake up, Jesse, wake up.
I was expecting that one. All right. So did you watch Breaking Bad ever? You still haven't I you cannot ever? watch Breaking Bad. Right. Cannot. Do you want to tell the people why or no? Um, too personal? It is way too personal to my to. real life. Oh, no, I mean, it, oh. like the show hits too close to home. I got you. Uh, I could see that. The show being about a drug-dealing dad, mm-hmm. I, I'm good. Yeah, no, I cool. could see that. Well, he actually becomes a, <laughs> becomes much worse than just a drug-dealing dad. Fair. Uh, and really becomes a like killer kingpin, to be honest, uh, by the end of the series. But and, and actually, that's a good segue to why this is my number one. So why this is my number one, I want to say this was in season three. Uh, and this also ran for seven seasons, maybe eight. It was seven or eight. I don't have it in front of me. I'm a fucking idiot. I think but. it was seven, but they split the seventh season up into two parts. But anyway, this was about halfway through the show, more give or take. So what we see with this is we see Walter White uh, become the evil person that he is going to ultimately be. Prior to this moment, prior to Jane's death, right. you could see him with the angel and the devil on his shoulder and okay, always yeah. like... You know, I should do this for the business, but it's not the morally the right thing to do. And you can kind of see him morally battling with that stuff. Sure. But in this situation, uh, you know, he loves Jesse. Jesse's his partner, Jesse Pinkman. And this girl, Jane, since she came into the picture as Jesse's girlfriend, has gotten him hooked back on heroin and meth. And he's not being productive for the business for Walter. And uh, he just doesn't like this Jane character because she represents Jesse's kind of downfall. Right. Even though Jesse loves her so much, Walter's just not a fan of hers, right? Uh, because it's ruining their partnership right. for the business. And because he loves Jesse so much, and he was right. I mean, this girl was a bad influence, so to speak. Yeah. So I he mean, comes over you're to the drugs. So, yeah. yeah. So he's trying to find this money that's been hidden or whatever in Jesse's apartment. So he comes over, and Jesse and Jane are passed out in the bed from doing drugs. Right. There's syringes by the bed and like they're he tries to wake him up and he won't wake up because oh, wow. he's so out of it. Okay. You know what I mean? So he's just like, Well fuck, you know, I'll come back later or whatever. And as he's leaving, Jane starts vomiting and coughing on her own vomit because she's passed out, she can't wake up. So he literally stands there and watches her die when okay. all when all he has to do is turn her body over and she won't choke on her right. own vomit. And he just lets her die. And yeah. and he stands there and watches it for and it's excruciating as a viewer. Yeah. Because you're imagine. watching yeah. it too. So it's like two or three minutes of her Ugh. choking on her to her death. And it would only take one motion of his to save her. And he just stands there. And then at the end, you see him. He he puts his hand on his mouth and he starts crying. And you can see him like kind of thinking to himself, what have I done? And then in a split second, it's, it's really hard to explain. You have to see it. Brian Cranston does a fucking phenomenal job as his character. Uh, but anyway, he, it like changes in his eyes and he just kind of like his eyes change and they kind of get bigger. And that's the moment that he turns into Heisenberg and just fucking isn't ruthless, evil piece of shit for the rest of the series. I'm not trying to be funny. I mean, it gets no, increasingly worse. It yeah. doesn't happen overnight, but it's, it's and it ends. That's the end of the season. That season. It ends. Yeah. And the show fades to black. Does, the credits come does up. Jesse ever find out? Uh, you know how he founds out? No. Because uh, at the end of the show, one of the last episodes, I don't know if it's the last episode, but one of the last episodes, Jesse gets taken away by this Mexican cartel that okay. that Walter's been working with. And as he's being taken away and he's at fucking rock bottom, Walter stops him and says, hey, I want to tell him something. I watched Jane die. I just want you to know I watched her die. Wow. Now, that should also paint a picture to what Walter White's turned into. Yeah. By the, you know, three seasons later. Absolutely. So, yeah. I mean, it was fucking tragic, A- it was portrayed by the girl that did Jessica Jones. Oh, okay. She yeah. played Jane. I can't remember her name, but yeah. uh, and um, 
the B in Apartment 23. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no. So she played his girlfriend, Jane, mm-hmm. and uh, she was in that one season only because, you know, obviously she passed. But, uh, it, I mean, it was just like it was the moment that he went from Walter White to Heisenberg. Like, just he went from, like, kind of morally towing the line to, like, I fucking don't care about anything, but I'll kill anyone wow. to do to make yeah. money. You know what I mean? That's- so, yeah, Breaking Bad. It's also, like I said with Sopranos earlier, it's definitely, like, in my top three shows yeah. probably of all time. Uh, I haven't watched Better Call Saul yet, but I've been berated by people that know that I love Breaking Bad <laughs> telling me that I should. So I'm going to get on that uh, sooner than later as well. But that's my number one, Jane's Overdose from Breaking Bad, which the only thing we have left, Mikey, is your number one, man. What do you got? I cheated. Oh, Lord. So... I had a really hard time picking my number one uh-huh. because I wanted it to be impactful. And I decided that my number one was my zeitgeist. Okay. And in order for it to be the zeitgeist, it had to be the zeitgeist of the time in, in question. Mm-hmm. So I have five that Come are my on, number bro. one. <laughs> Come on, bro. You already said one of them, in fact. Uh, you said who shot JR. But what do I put as your number one? Zeitgeist. If I had to put as your number one. Zeitgeist Who shot moments. JR? Because that's a good one. No. All right, go ahead. So who Ellen, shot JR? Uh, Ellen is gay. That's a good one, too, and I thought about that one. But who I didn't see it in real time, so I didn't want to Who shot be... JR? Mm-hmm. Who shot Mr. Burns? Mm-hmm. Kirk and Uhura's kiss. It's the first major interracial kiss on television. Okay. And Henry Blake dies, which is MASH. That's case, right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, season three of MASH. That was actually the one that like came to mind immediately mm-hmm. because it's season three, fi- last episode of MASH uh, for the season, 1975. And up until that point, no character, like main character in a, te- a television show had died. Mm-hmm. And the head of their battalion died. And I had read that they didn't tell the actors about that. No. They found out in the scene. Yep. Like right before the Crazy. scene started shooting. Yeah. They knew he was leaving the show, but that was it because mm-hmm. he was flying home and uh, got shot the down. The one that speaks to me the most out of those zeitgeist he picks is Ellen is gay yep. because uh, I remember that. And yep. I remember, and it was hilarious. I don't know if you remember, she said it on the loudspeaker at the airport. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. It was like the thing at the terminal and like uh, she was trying to come out to yeah. who she was talking to and yep. they turned the mic Susan on. She's like, Knight. I'm gay. <laughs> It was like so the it's a uh, whole airport, you know. <laughs> so that's called uh, the puppy episode. Yeah, it's, right, right, uh, right. And they did that as a ruse because yeah. they didn't they didn't want people to well, think it was going to become some kind of huge announcement. You know. So there was uh, the studio had been trying to figure out how to get ratings up and how to the to make Ellen more likable as a character because she got added to the show after the first season because it wasn't the Ellen show to begin with. And um, they said, let's give her a puppy. And so they named the episode the puppy episode because that was going to be the moment changer. And it was her coming out. And uh, that was season four, final episode, uh, season, uh, episode 2223. And that was April 30th, 1997, mm-hmm. which was a huge moment for the LGBTQ yeah, course, community yeah. in general. Not as huge, but I can also remember when Will uh, on Will and Grace had his first, it was, well, male, I think it was the first male male kiss. I believe so. At least on that, on network yeah. TV. And then you got, uh, the Kirk O'Hara thing was, uh, November 68. Uh, it's called Plato's Stepchildren. And it, they filmed two different versions of the scene with one with them kissing and one with them not. Mm-hmm. And the studio wanted them to film air the one with them not. And they intentionally tanked the, uh, the filming of that mm-hmm. made it bad so that it had to be the one with them kissing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry Blake dying was uh, March 18th, 75, season three, episode 24. Who Shot JR, season three, episode 25. A lot of these are final episodes of seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was going to be March 21st, 1980. It was right before I was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Who Shot Mr. Burns, a season six, episode 25. That's uh, May 21st, 1995. All right. Fun stuff on that one. 
Is that you? Yeah, that was oh, me. I was like, what the fuck? We're being attacked. We All are. Right. All right. Okay, well, that's cool, man. So you, you definitely cheated. Uh, now, with that being said, because, you know, we're going to go over social media here in a minute to yeah. see what the fans had to say. But with that being said, was, was that your honorable mentions or do you have some of those as well? No. I, Let I, me give I, my two. I told you I had tw- I right. had 14. Because I've only got two. You want me to give you my two real quick? Go for it. So my two are from sitcoms, which okay. is surprising. But uh, see if one of them is one of mine. Another uh, disappointing finale is from How I Met Your Mother. Yep, that's what I thought you were talking about when you started but describing one, Dexter. But one of the most shocking moments that I can remember as a viewer, because that was another one I watched every week until yep. it ended, was when Marshall's dad died. Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't even think about um, that part. But because yeah. I don't know if you remember how they did that, but they did it very cleverly because that whole episode, really that whole season, was about him and Lily trying to have a baby. And in that particular episode, uh, they find out she's pregnant. Or I can't remember if she was pregnant or if she, they found out she could get pregnant. But it, they, like he had just found out that news, and he wanted to like call his dad to tell his dad the news. The phone's ringing in his dad's house. Nobody's answering. He walks. He had walked outside the bar to make the phone call uh, that they always went to. Right. And the phone's ringing. Nobody's answering at his, at his dad's house. And then Lily pulls up in the cab, and she gets out, and you know he's like happy to see her because he just found out this news. He's like, "Oh my god, you know, like I'm right. so glad you're here." Like. Blah blah blah, and then she tells him, like, "Hey, Marshall, I gotta tell you something. You know, your your dad's passed away," and he's like, "My my dad's dead," and he had just tried to call him, and that like you didn't. Th- I mean, you thought yeah. it was about the baby, you know? What yeah. I mean, they didn't have any, they didn't set you up in any way to like even let you figure that out. I, you I'm know? so glad you picked that moment. But uh, that's that that's a that's a shock. That was a shocking moment to me because I just didn't expect it, and it was very it was very great, uh, a lot of great acting in that from. Um, Jason Siegel and uh, shit, I can't remember her name that plays Lily. I'm so sorry. Allison Hannigan. Allison Hannigan. Yeah, it was a great, uh, very well acted scene as well. Yeah, and like it was I said, fantastic. it was it was uh, unexpected. And then the only other one I put on here, <laughs> my favorite, one of my favorite sitcoms ever is The Office. Okay. And there's a, I believe it's season five, I think, that Michael Scott quits yep. and starts the Michael Scott Paper Company, um, which becomes an arc in season six. But he quits because. You know, everybody thinks he's a buffoon, which he is. Yes. But he go he drives to corporate because he can't get his boss to take his phone calls about this 15-year anniversary. Because he's been with the company for 15 years. And he's trying to get approval for a budget for anniversary party. And he can't get approval for it. Idris Elba has a guest spot this season. And he's like the big new big wig okay. um, that took Ryan's place. And he's kind of a prick to Michael. So Michael doesn't like working for him either. And he goes to see him, his boss's boss, at corporate. And he's like, you know, wants to talk to him about how he's being treated. And uh, David, the the bigwig, is just like, look, Michael, we'll give you the money for your party. Like, you know, I got other things to worry about. Like, he thought he was there for the for the party. So Michael's like, you know what? Don't worry about it. I quit. You know, and he left. And then the next episode, we find out he's starting his own paper company. So that was kind of a big deal because yeah. he never really, like, stood up for himself like that. It was a very different uh we never saw that side of his character. Tonal change. Yeah, it was like more slapstick for him. It's, but in that moment, he was serious and he was like hurt by the way the company that yeah. he had basically given his life to was treating him. And he left and started his own thing, which is hilarious. Uh, season six, Ryan and Pam start the company with him and they leave too. And that was a great... He eventually goes back to Dunder Mifflin, uh, I believe, in the following season. But it was uh, it was surprising because you just didn't... Right. I mean, he was just a completely different character, you know, and he quit. So... Uh, stood up for himself there. So that would have been, that's my total list. I had seven. That's your top seven. What were the other honorable mentions you had? Well, I'll look up the fan feedback here. All right. So uh, number six I have is Ned Stark getting beheaded. Baylor, season one, episode nine. That's going to be uh, June 12th, 2011. 
Uh, then we're going to go to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, number seven is Joyce Dies. So season five, episode 16 is randomly in the middle of the season. And Buffy walks into the house and her mom's dead. Mm, yeah, I she remember just, that. just died. Brain aneurysm, gone. Like you have this that. show about all these horrible monsters and her mom dies of presumably. They give some excuses, but it's natural causes, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have number eight. I've got Monica and Chandler sleep together. <laughs> Season four, episode was, 23, 24. That was, yeah. Yeah, was. You're, you're going to May 7th, 98, and it's the one with Ross's wedding. And, you know. Yeah, where he says Rachel. I'll take, yes. I'll take yeah, you, Rachel. That was, that was also listed in a lot of these lists. But to me, them sleeping together was a bigger moment. It completely changed the scope of the show. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like that would be on Andy's list. All right. Uh, number nine is Rose is Pink Diamond. This is from Steven Universe, another cartoon. Uh, fantastic cartoon amazing great uh, representation for LGBTQ community and you've built this character Rose who is the main character's mom as this wonderful war leader who fought as a resistance to oppressors and you find out she's one of the oppressors (laughs) right so it's it's an amazing moment and then number 10 it's impactful to me but for people who were watching this show when it came out, it probably wasn't shocking. Mm-hmm. So I watched West Wing after Trump was elected because mm-hmm. I wanted to live in a different world at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just watch a different president, whether yeah. it's real or not. Right. Yeah. So because even a fake one's got to be better. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> uh, this is in season seven, episode 17, and it's Leo McGarry dies. Mm-hmm. And um, it he's been this uh, head of staff chief of staff for the president for the whole series mm-hmm. and he's running for vice president mm-hmm. and the day that they win the election he's in his hotel room he gets the phone call they've won and he has a heart attack and dies mm. now the actor died which is why like that got rushed mm-hmm. like he was supposed to have a heart attack but he wasn't supposed to die right and so the actor died and people who were watching the show knew the actor had died. So this wasn't a huge shock to them that mm-hmm. they had killed him off. Right. But to me, who hadn't watched the show, hadn't followed, didn't know the actor because right. he was he's a character actor, but I you know, yeah. he wasn't sure. a huge name. I had no idea. And so it caught me way out of left field. Gotcha. Well, cool, man. Is that it? That's my number 10. Appreciate all the research, buddy. Michael does great research, guys. He came over here. We did the superhero episode. He had a metric scoring system. Yep. <laughs> that was amazing. Matrix. I need to get Matrix. Yeah, I need to get that uh, scoring system from you. <laughs> all right, so we're going to open up the old suggestion box, Michael. Over What's on... in the box? What's in that box, bitches? What's in that box? Let's see. <laughs> we will start on Twitter. We only got a few over there, but uh, let's see what they had to say. Gidget Von LaRue, a recent guest on the show. Actually, as we're recording this, she was on this week to do our Women Rockers episode. It was great. Which Liked little, it. Thank a you, lot. man. It was a lot of fun. I, I knew exactly was. who Fiona Apple was before she said uh, Alanis Morissette. Nice. I was nice. like, this better you do be. Is Fiona Apple. Yeah, I was like, this better be fucking Fiona Apple. I'll fight him. <laughs> I, do me love, I do love me some Fiona. Uh, also, Fiona from Shrek. She's nice as well. I like, oh, yeah. I like that Fiona as well. A lot of good Fionas out there. All right, so let's see what we got from Gidget over on Twitter. She says, Blood Eagle from the show Vikings, which I did not watch. Oh, yeah, that was amazing. I did not watch that one. Oh, we mentioned this one, but she said Burnt at the Stake from Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah I got got to go with it. And then the family under the bed in the X-Files. I vaguely remember that. I don't I, remember I did that watch one. the X-Files. I vaguely remember that. Thank you, Gidget. Word Salad Radio says something Michael said when Buffy discovers her mother's body. Or when Spike finally completes his trials and it turns out he was fighting to have his soul restored. 
or the final moment in the fourth season of Dexter, which is what I was mentioning. Yeah. Or at least I'm almost positive it is. Read, yeah. read his death. Super Movie Bros says the revealing of the child in The Mandalorian. I'm okay with that. I'd actually was shocked by that. Yeah. No, I mean. But I did watch it right away, too. I feel like right. if you watched it two if days you, later, you, you maybe already, Yoda was everywhere. Yep. But he's right because I didn't. Me and my son actually watched that the first day we got Disney Plus. Like oh, we wow. downloaded it, and I had to wait. And we were so ready to watch it, and they only had one, maybe two at the time. They, the first it took two made come out. It took two days for the second episode. So to come as out. soon as Mandalorian, we were like, we like watched it immediately. Right. So I didn't have any Baby Yoda wow. thing or anything. So when I saw that, that was kind of shocking. He's onto something there. He my, says uh, my daughter made a plushy Baby Yoda. Oh, nice. Yeah. I got my son a t-shirt, too. Uh, he says, The Suicide from The Morning Show, which is a show that I want to watch, but I haven't yet. I don't even know what that uh, is. Dr. Manhattan from The Watchmen. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Um, and uh, honorable mentions. <laughs> he says his honorable mention is he's shocked at how bad the ending of GOT sucked. <laughs> Game of Thrones. I, I agree with that him. That was pretty shocking. Yeah, that was a, a terrible. Actually, the ending itself I liked, but the whole last the season arc, sucked. Right. Yeah. Uh, Anth P, which is Anth P R O C on Twitter says the scene where the workers shovel radioactive debris off of a roof in Chernobyl. I did not watch Chernobyl, but I want to. Did you watch it? HBO show? No, I, I, want I don't to. have HBO anymore. Oh, you don't? No, because oh. Game, well, Game of Thrones is over. Yeah, I actually didn't have it for the last two seasons. I bummed it off of somebody else. Uh, you bum. Gra- <laughs> I bumped yeah. everything off my sister. I'm not saying anything to you. Grammar hole on Twitter has a uh, gif of Nathal, Nathaniel Samuel Fisher Jr., which is from Six Feet Under. Okay, I remember that. And then uh, 100, or I'm sorry, 1,000 by one over on Twitter said the first episode of season two of Deadwood and the last episode of season two of Breaking Bad, which is Jane, the one I was mentioning. Okay. And then let's go over to Facebook. Guys, if you haven't joined up yet, please check the show notes and join our Facebook fan page. That's where we interact with our fans the most. Jon Snow has a uh, still image of Trump as the projected winner for the presidential election in 2016. And I said, I cannot argue with that. My mouth is still open three years later. Katie Ward says the Red Wedding. And I said, that's brutally classic. Dan has got Sarah Lynn ODing in BoJack Horseman. Did you watch BoJack? It's an animated series on Netflix. Um, I didn't know what it was for the longest time, and now that it's got all this hype, I'm just yeah, going to wait for the whole thing to come finish up, and then I'll watch I'll marathon I, it. I've heard great things, and if nothing else, Dan and Ashley are in love with that show, but I've yep. heard it's one of the better shows of the last like 10 years, so I need to I need to get on it. I've watched the first few episodes. It is really funny. Uh, Nick Speransky, love that dude. He's always giving feedback. He says, Mr. Robot's perfect 10 out of 10 episode, staged as a five-act play revealing Elliot's deep, dark secret. Did you ever watch Mr. Robot? I want to watch Mr. Robot. It's like my number one thing that I want to watch. We just didn't know about it until three seasons in. And I right. was like, you know what? We can hold off because, by God, we watch too much television. <laughs> right, which we've learned. Yeah. <laughs> That's come out here today. Uh, Joey Mills over on the page, a frequent uh, contributor. Thank you, Joey. He says the first shocking moment was that he can remember was when Buckwheat was killed on SNL. Oh, God. Because he was five years old. Yeah, uh, I don't. Why was that. he watching SNL at five? <laughs> I don't know. I guess he was doing the top of the stairs thing like Logan did. Yeah, man. Uh, he says I had a TV in my room. I was sick and feverish, and I couldn't sleep, so I turned on the TV. Okay, it was like a fever dream, literally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he says, other than that, the pilot Greg being killed on Lost. Yeah. And the cut to black scene that ended The Sopranos. I agree to that. I agree with that one being shocking because you just you're like frustrated because you don't know what happened. Yeah, that's what I was expecting you to have. Um, I was also expecting the mother dying, not 
uh, Marshall's dad dying. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah, well, that, that's a good one, too. Yeah. Uh, Nick Spransky, who we already mentioned, but he'll, you'll like this one. He says, no matter what you think about the series, when Ross and Emily are getting married on Friends, and he says, I take Rachel. Oh, absolutely. Holy shit, that was a shocker, he says. Uh, Ashley, the, from the aforementioned Rabbit Ears, says the Red Wedding and the death of Ned Stark. So both of us. <laughs> uh, right. She says, quote, unquote, certain deaths on Downton Abbey. But I, I can, do, but I do not want to say because I want Gerald to watch it spoiler free. So I'm not sure which one she's referring I, to. I have a very strong suspicion. I know which ones she's talking about. So. And then uh, she's got some reality TV on here. Yeah, uh, I'll give her a shout out. But she says when Fedora was outed as being the source of Portia's accusation that Condi and her husband planned to drug her and take her into their sex dungeon, which was on Atlanta Housewives. Okay, she is a huge fan of the Real Housewives. I mean, uh, I don't watch it though. Uh, you don't? I mean, you've got all those hours of Bachelor to watch. I so. know, I know. Tony Vanden Bush says Derek's death on Grey's Anatomy. I got a lot of shout outs. It, yeah. That's no. McDreamy, right? That's, uh, I think so. That's uh, Homeboy. Uh, what the fuck's his name? Patrick I, something. Yeah. Uh, that guy. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Patrick, Patrick Sherwood on here has got two. He says Jane from Breaking Dempsey. Bad. Patrick Dempsey. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> So Patrick Sherwood has got uh, Jane from Breaking Bad, which was my number one. And then he also says uh, Tig kills Donna on Sons of Anarchy. I see. I expected you to have Sons of Anarchy on there. Well, I never watched it. I didn't know that. I wanted to. I just okay. never did. It's definitely my type of show, so I could see why yep. you think I did. Yep, I assume. Uh, he also says Lane Price episode from Mad Men, which I did, did not. I don't recall that episode. And then the last one we'll mention today, Chris Yaney over on the Facebook page says Terry Bauer's death on 24. And then season two, episode nine of Ozark. Which I don't remember the character's name, but I believe that's the episode where the uh, wife kills her husband in an effort to get the casino construction stopped. I can't remember the two, the couple's name for some I reason. That was, well, that was no. season that was season two, episode nine, right? What are I, the what are the old? Oh, you didn't watch it? I watched the first season. What are the what's the old couple's name that live out in the fucking farm and they get the land for the casino? I yeah, can't remember I their know. name, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Well, I, sorry, spoiler. <laughs> she kills her husband, and I that, don't know I that I'll that. finish that show. Like yeah. it was, it was. I like really it. fantastic. We watched the first season, really fantastic, but just it, it was so negative. No, it was. It's and actually got a very similar art to Breaking Bad. So yeah, and with everything negative in the real world right sure, now, I get it. We've really cut back on our. We're in neg- the bad place, brother. As you found out in season one of the good place, right? And so like we had we discontinued uh, watching Handmaid's there? Tale because it's just so hard to watch. Um, you know, Handmaid's Tale I actually considered including for this list. I didn't because uh, that whole series is shocking. Yeah, like every episode, I'm like. Is this really? But there's a couple. There was a scene. uh, The one that I considered including that I guess I could throw my honorable mentions real, real quick is there's a scene at the opening of the season where all the handmaids are being uh, lined up to be hanged in Fenway Park, which is, of course, abandoned at the time. Yeah. And it's very, very ominous and uh, stressful. Is that season three? Yeah. It's the first season. Yeah. Or first uh, scene of season three. Yeah. Yep. See, we stopped at the end of season two. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So, that's our uh, top five TV shockers, Michael. And it was very uh, shocking. You're a beautiful young man. Thank you for being here. And uh, thanks I'm not for that young anymore. Thanks my for friend. making the trip over. I don't guess you want to tell anybody what to do or anything because you don't do anything. Uh, you know, I do. I mean, this, you do uh, stuff, but I, I do mean, this you don't thing do. called Toothpees on a podcast uh, like once every, every couple months. months. Yeah, sure. And, um, You'll be back. And then, other than that, like, I'm, I'm a weirdo and I go to LARPs. Yeah, you'll be back, man. You'll be back. Are you a patron of the show? Maybe. My, Michael's a patron of the show, so do do what he does, and then you can come to my house and you can be on the show. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah, you're just inviting randos. I don't know how they're the going to get here, but they could bring it. I mean, you're close by, but they might not yeah, be Yeah, I mean, I live by. literally around uh, the corner. It's crazy. But check all the show notes for Patreon information, all of our information. You can subscribe and get a new top five every week. Sometimes it's Andy, sometimes it's guests, but hey, we'll, we'll keep putting them out as long as people keep listening. Absolutely. As long as, Michael, need, as long as Michael keeps listening, I'll keep hey, them out. We, we need to do uh, <laughs> uh, top five I should have introduced TV you shows. As, I should have introduced you as our listener. <laughs> Here's our listener, Michael. I mean, I've listened to every episode. <laughs> so since you're on this one, who's going to listen now? I don't know. Oh, I still listen. You'll to still listen. Okay, yeah. good. All right, that's it, guys. Until next time, we will see you then. Michael, take care, buddy. I love you. Yeah, buddy. Thank you for listening. Two Peas is an independent podcast. We rely on donations from our executive producers in order to release new content weekly. We would like to give a special thanks to all of our current producers. Kathy Ross, Dan Brennick, Caleb Brownlee, Justin Esquivel, Paul Chomo, Carmen Signey, Daniel Henderson, Michelle Dodo, and Tony Dobish. If you would like to become an executive producer and help us continue to release great content, please visit Two Peas on a Pod at patreon.com or check out the show notes for this episode. Again, we sincerely thank you for listening.